0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This um, is
1: an interesting one out yeah. of Vegas, and I remember hearing about it when it started a couple of weeks back, and. Um, it, it, it raises all sorts of questions about you know personal uh, limits and how far you'd be willing to put your body to a, to a test um but it all was between two poker players and yeah. an isolation room and 100 grand
0: it's it's sort of rings of it sort of reminds you of an indecent proposal so yeah. you've got these two professional poker players they're at the bellagio in las vegas And they get to talking. Now, they know each other, but they don't know each other well. Uh, But they are both professional poker players. And they bet
1: on everything.
0: And they like to gamble, right? So, uh, somehow in conversation, they come up with this bet. One poker player bets the other poker player that he can't spend 30 days in complete isolation. And And they bet... $100,000 A $100,000 on this. And they set up eventually an isolation yeah. room which is basically a bathroom in a house but it's been uh, taped off and insulated and so there's no sound, no light. And the poker player who said that he could do it... Now remember, this is not if you stay here for 30 days, I'll give you 100000 It was a bet. Yeah. So if the guy walks out before 30 days he's got to pay the yeah. other guy $100,000. So... It's an interesting experiment and you know the general question is what would you do for a hundred thousand now keep in mind a couple of things Number one, solitary confinement, which is basically what this is, um, most medical professionals agree that 15 days in solitary confinement now crosses over into torture. Yeah. Um, that solitary confinement is also something uh, that's thought of as a punishment, right? Well, that's what,
1: yeah, detainees at all sorts of different right.
0: <laughs> camps so, around the world. And confinement and isolation can cause medical mm-hmm. and psychological issues, You, of course, right? Um, so, but on the other hand, keep in mind, this is a professional gambler, you know, and these yeah. these folks, uh, plus, you know, these folks are dedicated to winning a bet, plus, they're, he's there under his own free will, he decided mm-hmm. to go do this, so it's not like he was sent there, right, so it's a little different.
1: So he had food brought into him um, every day, yeah. so, and, but it, was, uh, it arrived at different times, so he couldn't keep track of time, right. so yeah, it was, it was dropped off uh, at different times of the day. He also had a yoga mat, yes. and there was a bathtub that um, he was able to have, like lavender bath salts or something, yes. a, a, he, a smell Right, in there. so he
0: was allowed to have some amenities like that, but again, but that's in, it. Pitch in black. total darkness, yeah. but he was allowed to see the room in advance, so he got a feel for what the, how yeah. the room was Set up, so he wasn't feeling his way around. So you know, picture a well-equipped bathroom plus the yoga mat, and then it was well documented uh, on the day that he went in. So his father was there. There was a method by which there was a camera. And they the could room, watch in, and yeah. And they could watch, right? And he had left instructions with his father um, that if he started acting really bizarrely. Yeah to just call it if, if he wasn't if you know in control of his uh he was you know mentally incapacitated just call it and he'll come out and pay the hundred thousand um and they documented everything the lawyers were there a camera crew was there to film it for potential yeah. documentary or or short film so there was lots of witnesses to this so you wonder it's just a really interesting story and so you wonder, well, how does this turn out? So what happened was he stayed in there. Now he says in the first three days, he started hallucinating. So now he doesn't know how many days have gone by again, but he estimates three four days he's not sure so you're seeing like white bubbles and yeah stuff floating around yeah but he says he's a very centered guy and uh he believes a lot in yoga and he loves bath salt. so he sort of got into routines and you know
1: not he, bath salts the drug either by the right, way. right right so, you know.
0: and he reassured himself that no this is normal i'm yeah. okay and you know whatever um then two weeks goes by so now he's halfway there yeah right um now the guy who made the bet is like, uh-oh. uh-oh. Yeah, like uh, this guy might just make it, yeah, right? Now he doesn't know, neither of them, just like in the game of poker, knows what the other one's thinking. Maybe this guy is 10 seconds away from giving up. Maybe yeah. he's good to go for the, you don't know. So the guy on the outside offers the guy on the inside, tell you what, you pay me $50,000. i will let you walk today. <laughs> so you don't have to pay me the 100000 You can say, yeah. I quit. 50,000 all No. know he it's turns like, it no, down I'm good because at this point I've invested you're halfway and, there and right. he was
1: doing okay he
0: was doing okay and the guy on the outside gave him two benefits. One was he communicated with them, which was the first voice he'd heard in two weeks and which had to boost his spirits just to hear a voice. The second was he told him how long he'd already been in there. You've been in there about two weeks, which gives the guy, Oh my God, like I've gone halfway now. Right. And you know, anything halfway is always the point of no return. Like I've, all I have to do is do what I've already done one more time. And I'm up a hundred (laughs) thousand So he, he turned down the offer. A um, mm-hmm. couple more days goes by. The guy on the outside now says, well, I'll tell you what. I'll pay you $25,000 yeah. to leave. So you're up money. You get paid for your two weeks or more than two weeks now. And again, poker players, right? Yeah. They're good at bluffing. So he's ready to leave. Like he's had enough. But now the guy's offering him money. 20 days in. Yeah. Yeah. 20 days in and now the offer goes up again. So he comes back with a counter offer and says, 75,000 and I'll leave. You pay me 75,000 and I'll walk out of here. Again, is he bluffing? We don't know. Yeah. Um, the guy on the outside knows now or feels now this guy's going to make it. Oh yeah. You know, we're we're 10 days away. And by the way, the third benefit of this is it gave him something to think about. Oh yeah. Which I don't know what else he would have been thinking about, but at this point he's like, eh, now I'm playing a game of poker with this voice, right? They settle on sixty-four thousand, I believe, was the sixty-two final, four, sixty-two 62400 dollars, and he walks out mm-hmm. uh, twenty some days, days, twenty days into it, and he gets paid, and and it's a done deal. But the whole thing's just, for me, a really interesting story of two people talking to each other at a poker table, two gamblers and a what if thing and we've all had those kind of conversations but we haven't acted on them but they acted on this one okay buddy 100,000 bucks I'll bet you and and what
1: he went through, and and then what he went through when he left, because how noisy it was, yeah. the light, the sound, handed a phone, and he was like, oh, you know, the voices, everything just was everything. really yep.
0: overwhelming to him. Yeah. They had to prepare him to leave because yeah. he'd been in the darkness for twenty yeah. days. We so had to have these special wraparound type glasses to yep. allow his eyes to uh, adjust the light.
1: Just, yeah, just yeah. a really interesting... The fellow that made, uh, the one that had to pay him, said, you know, at the last food drop, he was stronger than ever, that he underestimated his mindset, his resolve. He says, I'm not disappointed I made the bet. I thought I had the better side, but he exceeded all of my expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. See, you think it sounds easy. No matter it it how, does, doesn't yeah, it? No matter how the sentence ends. Oh, I bet you for 100000 I could. Yeah. It sounds easy. Yeah. But actually doing it, You know, could you just... Because my first thought when I heard the story was, well, am I allowed any technology? I mean, if I had the internet. So no, no technology. Am I allowed... Does the camera have a glow to it? Does it? No. no. You're in pitch, pitch darkness. The
1: mirrors in the bathroom were covered,
0: everything. Yeah, And they're watching him, so he can't... There's nothing he can do to cheat. He can't smuggle anything in. He can't change the anything in the room. Yeah. And would your eyes... I guess your eyes would never adjust to the darkness because there is no light. It's not like there's a minimal amount of light. I don't know. But could you feel your way around in the dark for 30 days for $100,000? I'm going to say I don't think so. I I just, I don't think so. And I don't know. I'd like to think
1: that I'd curl up and go to sleep for 30 days. That appeals to me. (laughs) That was part of it where I'm like, well, is there
0: a bed in there? And There was a mattress stuck basically between uh, the sink and the toilet. So he had a place to lay down. And he could wash and shower and, you know, he could whatever, groom himself. And he would would spend time uh, playing with different, you know, uh, lotions and stuff. Like he was allowed to bring those kind of things in, so he was allowed to play with. Oh, what feels good, and give a lot of thought to a lot of things. And you know, I guess it's yet to be determined if it had a permanent effect on him.
1: Well, that's the that's the other that's the other question. But it sounds sounds like the he was so he he somehow controlled his mind mm-hmm. to be able. To, to, to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I think the fact that we touched on off the top that he was there by choice. I think that's a really that has, important uh, yeah, fact. Yeah, Yeah. I think so too. Trevor is that He knew he could
0: leave any time he wanted.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hi, Trevor. Hello, how are
2: you? Good. Good.
1: How are you? It's been a long time oh, since we've heard your voice.
2: Oh, it's been a while, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm legally blind and it doesn't really a challenge at all. Oh, now isn't that interesting? Because I hadn't even thought about that. So, and now you've been legally blind for a long time, right? Uh, No, about five years. I've it's been slow
2: to the last little bit, but yeah. And uh, that's the only way I get around my
0: house is to feel around. But mind you, though, you can listen to the radio. You can. Exactly. Talk that's on the, the phone. thing. Right. That's the technology that saves you.
2: Yeah. The communication. So it's like you eliminated communications. It'd be like, I mean, you got nothing.
1: Tre- Trevor, can you see any? Is there any light, shadows, anything like that?
0: Not anymore. Not anymore. So when you're alone in a room, do you start envisioning how how wide the room is or how high the ceiling is or I mean do you start because not only did he have no light he had no sound Yeah. the only sound in there was the sound he made so there was no other you know kind of uh, there was nothing else going on in the room
2: yeah you you start to assume uh, the, the height of the ceiling and that, that's uh, I mean the point because it's a standard room the, the ceiling is as high as it's ever going to be and from side to side, I can tell you just by walking into a room and feeling the walls, how how wide it is. Hmm. And I mean, you just know, and like, I mean, I walk around my house, I, 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 I run my hand against the counter in the kitchen, and then go to the, but I don't I I take steps knowing that the wall is going to be there and the wall is there because it hasn't moved in like the 15, 20 years I've
1: lived here. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Trevor, is because because you had if you had lived in that house beforehand and knew what that room looked like, where things were, that must help.
2: Uh, Yes, but I didn't. uh, You 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 uh, assume it is. I can go to a room and, and feel the walls and feel where stuff is and I'll, I'll I'll just visualize you know there's two steps to this wall and three steps to that wall okay. and you just you just know you uh I guess mentally uh survey it yeah. when you get
0: in there so Trevor let me ask you this I'm just every time you call I'm always curious <laughs> about this and you're always so forthcoming it's always nice to talk to you so let's say uh I had a red stapler on my desk and now I'm totally blind, and I need to use my stapler. When you pick up the stapler, do you, in your mind, envision a red stapler? Do you, do you In your mind, do you paint the picture that you can no longer see?
2: No. It's, um, you, you go to a certain point, it's a stapler. But red, green, purple, green, I, I really don't care. It's a stapler that, if you need to staple stuff, you grab the stapler. Hmm that to have a red like i mean a red black or or silver it doesn't matter it's just a
0: stapler so you don't even think about that anymore from your memory no. that my no. walls are beige or my carpet
1: no. is gray or the or, sky is blue yeah no it's just
2: there the sky doesn't change and and that's the thing that's hard is like is it cloudy outside i don't know it's nice <laughs> the temperature is good but is it cloudy or is it this it's like uh, it, it's it's a, a non-point.
1: Have your other senses been heightened since you lost your eyesight?
2: Uh, I would say, uh, the way I explain it to other people, you have five senses. And they haven't been uh, heightened, but you pay attention to the other four more than, because you don't have to worry about looking at stuff. So you pay attention more to what you can smell and what you can feel. and. So it's the I guess it does go up because you don't have to pay attention to what you're looking at huh,
0: and and do you find that you have greater reliance on things? Does the radio for example, because it's theater of the mind every no one can see us when we're on radio, including you yeah
2: so it's uh I mean, it's, it's just you uh Unfortunately, you start to assume lots of things, because I still watch TV, and people are like, well, why do you have a TV? I was like, because there's more to TV than just the visual part of it.
1: True. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, and there's AMI. It's, the, uh, it's on channel 888. It's for, it's described video. Yeah. And there's certain things that even when it's not described, and older TV, they don't so much worry about what you can see. Because the, the the vision quality of like 1935 and 40s TV was terrible.
1: Trevor, appreciate the phone call. We need to take a break here. Thank yeah. you for shedding. that. Yeah. Uh, no, no pun intended. I was going to say shed some, some light on it. Uh, but always that, nice it to hear from yeah. you. Yeah. Thank already, you so you much. Have a great day. You Hold too. Hold the line. Oh, Yeah. Take it easy, Trevor. Hold the line, Jim. We'll get your call after this. All right, Jim's on the phone, uh, holding the line. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind?
3: Hey, uh, you know, this story just reminded me, guys, of something that I went through a number of years ago. Um, I can't imagine 30 days with no sensation. We were on the Lewis and Clark Trail, and we went on a a cave tour. And we went down to this cave with about 15 people. And now they told us in advance, we're going to kill the lights. We ask that you don't talk and don't move for the next minute. One minute. That's it. (laughs) They did that. They, They killed the lights. I have never felt such a sensation in my life. Really? The only thing... The only thing I could sense was that my wife was still standing beside me. I could sense it. I could feel it, but that's it.
1: Was it scary? Was it? What was? the Oh yeah. What was the feeling? It was. It was. It was. It was super eerie.
3: That's the best way I can put it. Like you just, you froze, and you could hear people sigh. They were like, "Oh my gosh," you know, because you had no sensation, huh. Huh. none whatsoever. You couldn't feel. You couldn't feel any wind because it was completely still in there. You couldn't hear any noise, short of people sighing, right? There was absolutely zero light, no light under
1: that case. Just you talking about it kind of makes my anxiety go a little... <sighs> I,
3: I can't imagine 30 days of that. Yeah.
1: Well, I thought, I thought about that, that too. Minute. I'm, I'm claustrophobic.
0: Yeah. Now, this was not... It, it wasn't a big room, but it wasn't a terribly small room, right? But in the darkness, I would imagine it being... Smaller, like I, I I know my claustrophobia would would kick in because I I would imagine that the walls are closing in because you can't. I know exactly what you're talking about.
3: Well, it it felt like it felt like when the lights went out. It felt like somebody was just sort of squeezing you, you know, without touching you. Like you felt (laughs) pressure. I I don't know how to describe it. The sensation was so wild.
1: Jim, thank you for sharing. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. You too. Interesting. I think that would be kind of a neat experience. I think it'd be neat to feel it, but I'm like, okay, turn the lights back on.
0: Yeah. Before we take a break, uh, this text, when I was working 960 meters underground, my headlamp died when I was walking back to the elevator cage and I had to walk 300 meters in pitch black. And it was the hardest, scariest thing ever. Took about 30 to 45 minutes. That from Corey, the carpenter.